Hello, this is Daryl Kessel with today's Kessel Report. This is Friday, the fourth day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking about crime, specifically crime out of control because of public decisions not to prosecute it, all backed and enforced by George Soros-funded district attorneys. Today's discussion will concentrate on the city of Oakland, California, with the premise that Oakland is an example of what is happening across the country. Yes, crime is exploding across the country, fueled by progressive policies of non-prosecution of criminals. It should be obvious to us by this time that if you make crime legal, you'll get a lot of crime. Well, crime is so bad in Oakland that the NAACP recognizes that prosecuting criminals, even if they are black, is in the best interest of the community, and the African-American community is no different. When my city of Memphis, Tennessee, Elected a Soros-backed DA by a narrow margin in the last election, many on the left celebrated. I wondered at the time if all those African-Americans celebrating knew what would happen to their communities under his term. Memphis, as a result, suffers from the same problems as Oakland, California, although not as severe. Normally, California is a trendsetter. I suppose that Soros-funded DA crime is no different. Crime is so out of control in Oakland that the president of the Oakland NAACP, Cynthia Adams, along with the senior pastor of the Acts Full Gospel Church, Bishop Bob Jackson, wrote an open letter to the elected leaders of the community, and I will share some of that letter with you right now. Quote, Oakland residents are sick and tired of our intolerable public safety crisis that overwhelmingly impacts minority communities, murder shootings, violent armed robberies, home invasions, car break-ins, sideshows, highway shootouts, have become a pervasive fixture of life in Oakland. We call on our elected leaders to unite and declare a state of emergency and bring together massive resources to address our public safety crisis. African-Americans are disproportionately hit the hardest by crime in East Oakland and other parts of the city, but residents from all parts of the city report they do not feel safe. Women are targeted by young mobs, viciously beaten and robbed in downtown and uptown neighborhoods. Asians are assaulted in Chinatown. Street vendors are robbed in Fruitvale. News crews have cameras stolen. While they report on crime, PG&E workers are robbed and now require private security. When they're out working, everyone is in danger, end quote. Well, that is indeed horrible, isn't it? The conditions this lady describes are not something that Americans should have to endure. However, there is a dear price that must be paid for progressive politics. The basic job requirements of district attorneys is to represent the people in criminal matters and prosecute criminals when the prospective DA is running for election against a good DA who actually does her job and prosecutes criminals, but the people reject her in favor of one selected by George Soros. The conditions described in the letter are what you get. Let me give you a little background on how George Soros managed to destroy Oakland, California, Oakland. Like Memphis, once had a good DA who understood her job and did it well. Her name was Nancy O'Malley, and in Memphis, her name was Amy Wyrick. Those two women were voted out of office and replaced by DAs funded by George Soros and who promised to usher in a new era in how the DA's office responded to crime. In essence, the promise was that black people accused of crimes 
would only be prosecuted or held in confinement in extremely rare circumstances. The new progressive DAs are Pamela Price in Oakland and Steve Mulroy in Memphis. The progressive utopia promised to the voters has proven very difficult to achieve in both cities instead of utopia. A climate of fear has been allowed to pervade the public mind so that people are afraid to go downtown or what we in Memphis refer to as midtown. Businesses such as the Hard Rock Cafe in Memphis closed because people are afraid to venture into their areas at night, the new DA in Oakland. Got herself into a little jam immediately after taking office, but she has remained defiant and appears to be doubling down on her policies. Jasper Wu, a 23-month-old boy, was shot and killed on an Oakland freeway in November 2021. Three suspects were arrested. The DA at the time was Nancy O'Malley, she charged the three defendants with murder in a long list of enhancements. The chief enhancement was adding the charge of special circumstances to the murder charge. In California, adding that enhancement under 190.2 PC allows the accused, if convicted, to be sentenced to life without parole or even to death. Oakland now has a new DA upon taking office. She removed the special circumstances from the three defendants. Asian Americans have been in an uproar expressing fear that the life of this little boy would not be properly respected. The DA decided to continue with murder charges against two of the defendants, but without special circumstances. The special circumstances in the case included shooting from a car and intentionally killing as an active gang member. D.A. Price said she would continue the serious charge, but without special circumstances. Is that a simple technicality? Because they could still be sentenced to life in prison, but they would be eligible for parole. Jasper Wu's parents are not happy because they want maximum punishment for those who took their son's life. They, like many sensible Californians, have relocated outside the state. In the meantime, District Attorney Pamela Price is facing a recall after only six months on the job. Jasper Wu was only 23 months old, but he has the potential to bring down the Oakland District Attorney. The residents of Oakland have their meetings. They talk. They complain about crime. Home invasion, robberies, and other violent crimes already high or up 10% over the last year. She was elected to go soft on criminals. That's what she's doing. But there is nothing left in Oakland for anyone who is not a criminal. This is the attitude of many who have spent their lives in Oakland. Public safety meetings are packed, but Pamela Price remains defiant. Her answer is this, quote, all counties across the state have been asked to decriminalize young people, and so our county has adopted that as a policy. The people shouted at her. There must be consequences for criminals, but again, she remained defiant. She told them that her progressive policies of allowing juveniles to commit crimes without fear of reprisal will give young people hope. That's what she said. If we don't prosecute them, it'll give them hope. Let's go back to the NAACP president's letter to see what she thinks about that policy. Quote, failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police, our district attorney's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit threatening serious crimes, the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a heyday for Oakland criminals. If there are no consequences for committing crime in Oakland, 
Crime will continue to soar, end quote. The president of the Oakland chapter of the NAACP has something that the DA apparently does not have, and that is the ability to use elemental logic. She has a concern and even a love for her community and its people, and that is something missing in the district attorney's office. Giving young criminals hope is more important to the DA than protecting the lives and property of the people who elected her. She might also consider not creating such a climate of fear that people are afraid to walk the streets. They've lost all respect for the law, the system it is supposed to preserve and protect. The young criminals have hope, but their victims do not. Now, one more comment from the NAACP president's letter. And I have a question for her. Quote, we are in crisis. Elected leaders must declare a state of emergency and bring resources together from the city, the county, and the state to end the crisis. We are 500 police officers short of the number that experts say Oakland needs. Our 911 system does not work. Residents now know that help will not come when danger confronts them. Worse, criminals know that too, end quote. So, Ms. Adams, when Oakland gets its 500 new police officers, they are sent out to confront and arrest violent criminals. What happens to the criminals? What is happening in Memphis is jokingly referred to as catch and release when the criminals are arrested and then released without bail and often without charges. It fosters even more disrespect for the law, and it trains criminals that there are no consequences except for the victims. The other question I have is what are the consequences of collateral damage? Because there will be collateral damage. Inevitably, there will be some. Police are reluctant to go out and risk their lives when they are not certain the system and the people are behind them. To this point, the system has been clearly behind the criminal. If that were not true, there would have been no open letter to the leaders, and I would not be talking about it right now. How does the system get behind the police again? How does the individual officer regain confidence that he will not be prosecuted if he draws his weapon. Perhaps there are no good answers to these questions. But I submit that answers start in the district attorney's office, at least in most cities. This kind of problem is happening across America, folks. Take Chicago, for example, with its Soros-funded DA. The notorious Kim Fox, perhaps you think that statement of Oakland's DA Pamela Price was a little callous when she said that if criminals were not charged, it might give these young people hope. Compare that to Ms. Fox in Chicago. Ms. Fox refuses to charge criminals when they kill each other. Instead, she describes that as mutual combat. I suppose it's all right if violent criminals want to kill each other, but it's not good for any city to develop such a climate of violence. Ms. Fox says she will not seek re-election when her term expires in 2024, so I guess George Soros will have to find another candidate to continue his wanton destruction of Western civilization. American cities are the center of civilization in America. People flock to them because they offer safety, comfort, wealth, and community. They have always been the median for the exchange of worthwhile ideas and centers of trade. They represent American prosperity the opportunity to succeed, the ascent of man in Western civilization has been built on cities. Without them, it would not have happened. Therefore, to destroy cities is to destroy civilization. American cities are now experiencing collapse at an alarming rate. 
Much of the collapse can be attributed to the general degradation of society actively promoted by academia, the media, and the entertainment industry, a philosophy of neo-Marxism and intense collectivism fueled by what has come to be called wokeism, for lack of a better word, has completely captured governments everywhere. In the cities especially, their corrupt and degraded ideas quickly spread to the general population. Finally, folks, I was glad to read the letter from the NAACP president because this is an attack on civilization. And if she starts to recognize that, perhaps we can fight this attack together. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.